Welcome to the Chronically Courageous Podcast. I'm your host, Bonnie Howard. Since I was a child, I've had chronic pain, yet was told time and time again that it was all in my head. So I pushed through my symptoms and I built a successful career until I found myself crouched on the floor of my office, barely conscious. After finally getting a diagnosis, I had to learn how to embrace the life I've been given as fully and happily as possible. Now, it's my mission to help you do the same. Join my guests and I each week for inspiring stories and tips on navigating the complexities of chronic illness. Together, I believe we can move forward with courage, passion, and purpose. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Chronically Courageous. And I am so excited. I know I say that a lot, but I am like, I've kind of been a little nervous actually this morning because this this woman that I have on today is so incredible. She is just so wise and such a wealth of information. Her name is Christina Rice. She is a holistic business coach, a manifestation mentor, and an intuitive healer. Uh, she's the founder of No Bullshit Business School. Yes, I said bullshit. And you'll find out why. She's, she's about as real as they come. No bullshit here. So, And she also does the Brain Rewiring Certification course. She is a functional nutrition therapy practitioner, a primal health coach, and an intuitive Reiki healer. She's also the host of the Wellness Realness podcast, which I highly recommend listening to. I do all the time. And she's incredibly wise and driven and is just doing amazing things to bring deep healing and financial freedom to her clients. So with that, welcome, Christina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm so honored to be here and excited to chat with your audience. So thank you. Absolutely. So Christina, if we could just kind of start, you know, the you know, the premise of my podcast, uh, um, The Chronically Courageous. So one of the things we delve into a lot is the history of our chronic illness. And with you, I want to talk about that, but then kind of like the journey it took you on. So if we could start just by talking about your chronic illness story. Yeah, for sure. So I grew up having a lot of health issues and not really realizing they were health issues. I thought it was normal. I think a lot of people experience that. And so growing up, the the main things that manifested were very much mental health, so really severe anxiety and depression. And when I moved into my teen years, really bad cystic acne. But what was probably what I felt like was the worst were my digestive issues. I had really, really severe bloating and constipation. It was not good. And yeah, I'll leave it at that. So I get it. When I yeah, yeah. So when I got Towards the end of high school, I came down with a chronic case of mono. So I had mono for almost two years, and that brought me into college, being sick with mono. And that kind of led me to learning more about Epstein-Barr virus and, like, what that really means, you know. And then I, my depression got really bad. My anxiety got really bad. I fell into binge eating. And my way of getting out of it was becoming, quote, healthy. I was like, I can't live like this anymore. I need to just get healthy. And I've always been a type A overachiever, perfectionist. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be like the picture of health. And so I started eating, I started cleaning up my diet and working out and became like this health person. And, and then I realized, wow, it's really not normal to not poop more than 
once every month or once every two months. I was like, oh, that's not normal. I should fix this. <laughs> so I started, you know, I'm in college. I'm at UCLA. I start going to all of these um, different GIs and specialists and nutritionists. And I was so set on the fact that it was a food sensitivity. I, I started reading more about gluten and dairy and I realized I really think it's something that I'm eating. It has to be something I'm eating that's making me feel so awful. So I was just seeing so many practitioners. And finally, my acupuncturist actually gave me a stool test. And she was like, oh, you have a really severe case of candida. I'm like, great, let's let's fix that. So I started on that journey. And kind of around the same time, my digestion, I had this trigger. Like I got super sick for like a week. <clears throat> couldn't Couldn't get out of bed. It was really bad. And after that, it was sort of like my digestion just stopped working. And so I lost about 50 pounds in about two to three months really quickly. And that, I mean, took a severe toll on my health. And I started seeing even more specialists and doctors. I ended up having to drop out of school for a while to figure out what was going on. And it was a combination of being turned away because it was too complicated or I'm lying. So I need to go to treatment for anorexia. And I was seeing so many specialists, so many psychiatrists. It was just, it was a lot. It it was overwhelming, Mm -hmm. but it encouraged me to turn inward and really like discover myself. It changed a lot of relationships in my life. It taught me to stand up for myself and be my own advocate. I built really thick skin during that period. And my life was very much on the line. Like my organ, so my organs started shutting down. It was really serious. Mm. I was in the hospital all the time. I would get blood work anywhere between one and three times every week. It was, it was a lot, you know, for a while. And I started doing my own research and that's what really led me more deeply into the space of alternative health. And when I finally like really changed my diet even more and started learning about leaky gut and intestinal permeability and started healing my gut and doing more research around SIBO, you know, I started supplementing and um, changing my diet more and I started to put the weight back on enough so that I could go back to school. I still had a lot more healing to do, but it wasn't like I was in life or death mode anymore. And then that's when I finally found my functional medicine practitioner. Um, he's amazing. Dr. Lakos in LA. He really got me out of like a, a lot of the, the deep, the deep <laughs> trouble. So he really helped me. He ran all of these tests and, you know, after spending like tens of thousands of dollars and seeing so many professionals, he, it was so great to be validated. He was like, you're not crazy. Like, I, look, all these tests show exactly what's happening, what happened and why. Like, and it was so nice to finally be heard, to finally be heard. And he helped me so much, put on more weight, and I got to a more stable place. And then kind of after that, it was a series of my health improving and then kind of going downward back and forth. So I my period was still missing. Um, my period went away, actually. It was actually there that whole time. And then I went off birth control in the process of like healing more holistically. Mm. And after I went off birth control, it didn't come back. So I, mm. I had amenorrhea for about four years. Wow. Uh, and before that, like I was on the pill, so who knows, you know, right. whatever that was. So, but it was kind of just this whole period of my health getting better and worse and better and worse. And that's when I started going deeper down the rabbit hole and realizing it was heavy metals, toxicity, mold illness, um, and then Lyme disease. And there are kind of different phases of that, which led me to moving out, to moving cities, you know, going through the really, the deep detox route. And along that process, finding finding energy medicine really and starting to work with more energy healers. 
And my process of healing started off really rooted around like nutrition changes and supplement, supplements and lifestyle changes. And then it moved into more detox, deep cellular detox. And that overlapped with more energy healing and brain rewiring. Mm-hmm. And along that process, I found out about brain rewiring through Rachel Barber, who I know has been on your show. Yes. And I worked with her and I was diving deeper into energy healing. I had become a Reiki practitioner and I was playing around with different modalities and then things were opening up more spiritually. And as I started opening up more spiritually and working with different healers, I was noticing the improvements and it was kind of like all of that finally coming together to getting to where I'm at now, which is totally stable. I still like, you know, I live the way I live so that I don't relapse into a Lyme flare. Um, but I feel really good right now. I feel better than I have in a really long time and I poop every day. So that's amazing. Pooping every day (laughs) is so underrated. (laughs) I know you don't realize people don't understand how big that is. Like until you have it, right? Like it's, it's, and you're so cranky all the time when you don't like, so it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's good. Yeah, no, I, I was, so when I was younger, I had, well, all my life, I've had constipation, diarrhea, alternating back and forth. Mm. And I would get so constipated when I was a little kid that my father actually chased me around the house with a turkey baster telling me he was going to give me an enema. Oh my God. <laughs> because, because they were so afraid that I wasn't pooping. I was, yeah. I was, and I became afraid to go because it was so painful and it, you know, there, mm-hmm. ugh. so anyway, I totally understand the poop stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I know my, I remember my sister was so afraid too. And she was like, what if, what if you have a hole in your intestines and things are just falling out into your body? I'm like, can we not? Like, I don't, I don't want that. Let's not go there. So, exactly. Yeah. Let's exactly. not. <laughs> so like, what do you, what do you think was the big turning point in your healing? When did you start to just be like, okay, I can do this. I'm turning a corner. I'm starting to really feel the difference. Well, I think there were a few. Like I said, they kind of came in stages. And the first was Mm -hmm. when I really started going after those deeper gut infections. So it was like first when I'm first coming from like point A, the nutrition changes and really optimizing that. Like I'm, I'm such a nutrition nerd less so now, but I was a really big nutrition nerd. That was huge. And then when I started going on into the deeper gut infections, that was huge as well. And then I would say when I really started detoxing, that was another huge turning point. When I found the brain rewiring, that was another big one where I was like, here we go. And then the energy healing, those two combined, I was like, this is it. Like, this is, this is the last stop. The energy healing and the brain rewiring with the big yeah. aha moments. Yeah, for so, sure. So let's talk about brain rewiring. Can you explain to my audience what brain rewiring is and how it works? Yeah. So basically we develop a set of subconscious beliefs from a young age that are basically firing every day and forming the way we perceive our reality. And some of those subconscious beliefs can send messages of sickness throughout the body. And most of our subconscious beliefs are formed when when we're younger, but there are things that can get formed when we're older. And we have the power to shift those neural pathways. So if there's something in your brain firing, saying like, send send whatever the symptom of illness is, then that's going to manifest physiologically. But if we can go back into the neural pathways in the brain and rewire those to send messages of health and healing, then you can notice, you know, physical changes and physical healing in the body. 
And when you start to dive into this, you realize all of the ways that you live your life as if you're sick and how just the way like we get information from our environment. Right. And so it's like, if I'm, if I am going throughout my day living like I'm sick now I'm telling my brain, Oh, you're sick. And then I'm sending that message. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there's also a lot of identity wrapped up in being illness for sure. I know I dealt with that a lot and also a lot of fear, for example, with food sensitivities where you've had a bad reaction to a food before and now you're looking at the food and you're really nervous and like, okay, I'm going to try it. But those nerves or that expectation that I'm going to have that reaction again can make you have that reaction. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really amazing when you start to like learn more about this and see how this has transformed people's lives and learn the science behind it. I mean, people have brain rewired to get out of like paralysis which is amazing. And I think something that a lot of people might know about, like when I first started learning about brain rewiring, the way I connected it was, you know, in college I was a psych major and I remember learning about phantom limb syndrome where people can be missing a limb and they're feeling this intense pain in that part of their body. And people are like, well, you don't even have, you don't have an arm. So how can you feel pain? Does it matter though? It doesn't matter. That person can feel the, to me, yes, the pain is real. They're feeling it. Their brain is saying, I feel pain, mm-hmm. right? So they're going to experience it. And I think why I love brain rewiring is because it really takes the power back into your own hands. It's like, if I can rewire my brain, I can change my reality because it all starts right here, mm-hmm. right? So it's really cool. It's, it's really cool and really empowering. And it's not easy. Like brain rewiring right. is a process. People use this term so broadly. They're like, yeah, I've been brain rewiring. And I'm like, really? <laughs> what have you been doing? And they're not like, All there's right. so many pieces to it. And you really have to be doing it for three to six months minimum mm-hmm. to really get the deep results, right? Yeah. Sometimes things happen a little more quickly, but depending on how, let's just use this in the context of illness, depending on how sick you are and how the how the symptoms are manifesting, it can take longer, right? But it's it's actually a permanent change when it works. And I mean, there are people who have, there's so many people who have been told that they'll never heal, that they're destined for death or, yeah, right? And they brain rewire and they're off all their medications. The brain is changing. Like this is showed in scans, you know? Mm. So it's really empowering and amazing. And I don't, it's not just meditating every day. People are like, yeah, I've been brain rewiring. I meditate. I'm like, that's not it. Like it's deep work. It's not easy work, but it's deep work mm-hmm. and you can do it. Like you can, yeah. you can do it. You have to dedicate yourself to it, but it really does work. And so for me, I'm like, look, nothing else has, has worked. So I should, I should try this. So let's go straight to the source. And when we think about healing and getting to the root cause, and for so long, I was like, let's get to the root cause. It's my SIBO. I'm like, that's not a root cause. That's, that's a symptom. And what's the root cause of that? Well, it's, I don't know, my, my heavy metals. Well, what's the root cause of that? Well, really like the real root cause of everything can be in your brain. And I think mm-hmm. what's hard for people to wrap their heads around is almost because they can't see the change. They don't think it's real. Right. And I think a lot of people have to really understand the deep science to believe it. Mm -hmm. But do you, do you know what I mean? That's the other thing. I think like you're going to heal a lot more quickly. It's good to understand it, right? Like that's why Joe Dispenza has so many great books out and explains it. I think, I think he explains it in a pretty, um, easy to digest way. And that helps people because when they believe it, they're more likely to do it. Right. But also I think, 
I mean, I really encourage people to get out of this mindset of like, I need proof. I need visual proof to believe something works. Because right. to me, I'm like, look, if I took a pill and it was, there's nothing real in it. And I took it mm-hmm. every day and I was like, look, I'm healing. And I noticed physical healing. Would I care that it was a placebo? Exactly. I, I wouldn't care. And I think it takes being really deep in the chronic illness space and deep in your illness to be like, I don't care what it is. If it works, I, I'm going to do it. 100%. And that's kind of the place I was in. And it was being in that place of being open to anything that allowed me to find these deeper modalities of healing. Totally makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's like you really need to hit that bottom to be like, okay, I tried everything. People are telling me there's no hope. Mm-hmm. What do I do? And yeah, like I'm at that point where I'm, I'm willing to try anything and I have been. And as you know, I'm working with one of your clients, Molly Lowry, who I'll also mm-hmm. have on the show soon. And um, yeah, and I've been doing the brain rewiring and I'm one of those people, probably a lot like you, a little type A, a little perfectionist, kind of get it done now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, okay, well, why don't I feel better? <laughs> you know, and it's, and I do, and I, I have been feeling much better than I was because mm-hmm. I think because my mindset's different and I'm not, you know, in that victim mode anymore or like, you know, that, oh, I'm so sick. But yeah, I want, I want like everything right away. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think this is like, it's so interesting because my coaching style, I mean, I don't do nutrition coaching or like coaching for healing anymore, but Mm -hmm. when I did, you know, I always worked with people who are really chronically ill and my coaching style is always so different because I'm not the person who's going to sit there and tell you you're doing like, Oh, it's okay. Like I'm not going to enable someone's victim mindset. Right. Right. It's like, like you can get out of it. And when people tell you there's no hope, like it's easy to go into that of like, oh my gosh, nothing's going to work. Or you can say, no, I'm going to make this work. And you mm-hmm. can light a fire under your butt and go after it. And I really believe that anyone who says that you can't heal, I, I don't believe it. I think there's always a way. I believe in miracles. I think they happen every day. And why not for you? Yeah, exactly. And I, and I believe that too, because I've seen enough people now that have done this and they've gotten amazing results and I'm going to be one of those people. So yeah, I'm, you are I'm on my way. you and I are going to be talking a lot more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So you talk a lot about root cause. So what do you think was at the root cause of a lot of your chronic health issues? I think on the physiological level, the root cause was a lot of toxicity. Mm -hmm. And then also energetically and emotionally, a lot of toxicity as well. A lot of unresolved emotion. I felt very numb to my emotions and didn't want to, I just kind of went past them and I had put such a shell up to protect myself from feeling. And so really feeling again and working through a lot of trauma, trauma release was huge. And then like the toxicity piece and, and detoxing physiologically. But I also very much believe that, I very much believe that my illness was a gift given to me so that I would dive deeper into my spirituality and wake up. And I actually think a lot of my illness was uh, like spiritual awakening Mm -hmm. symptoms. Yeah. And I think it was my body reactivating and turning things on. And I was, it was manifesting physiologically. And also it was part of the process to get me to turn inward and look deeper within myself. And I, I really believe, I mean, everybody is intuitive not everybody chooses to tap into it, but everybody can be. And I believe that people who have chronic illness are 
some of the most naturally intuitive and it's their body screaming at them like like turn inward like open this up there's some there's something deeper and it's like just a vehicle to get you to do that and that's why i think looking more into the energy the energy side the spiritual side makes allows so many people to heal and i think part of this is also like related to i don't know if you're familiar with or if you listen to my podcast with dr habib sadegi but he's amazing and he talks a lot about like he doesn't use the word brain rewiring but it's the mm-hmm. same thing and how he healed from cancer mm-hmm. through activating his 13th cranial nerve and i was like how do you act he's like pleasure pure pleasure he's like i literally healed my cancer by going off like on on this trip other countries traveling around and just everyday pure joy hmm. and it activated like nerve zero which a lot of medicine says there's not a 13th cranial nerve um it activates that nerve which can get disconnected when we're born and the the pure pleasure allows us to heal you know and so there's that piece of it too and for so long being so in my masculine energy and not letting myself experience pure pleasure and the more Mm -hmm. i've gotten into my feminine energy resting receiving things have opened up more and more spiritually but also i've I've healed more because you just have to let your body heal and when i first started brain rewiring this was one piece of it that I wasn't getting the results as quickly as I could have because I really resisted resting. Mm-hmm. Like I I was doing the steps, I was doing everything else, but I was still like running a million miles a minute. And I was like, I'm getting enough sleep. I get like 10 hours of sleep. But during the day, I was so in fight or flight because so much was going on that it was stopping me from actually healing. So mm-hmm. it's all kind of connected there with resting and just enjoying life and pure pleasure. And people people very much overlook this. I'm like, but what if that alone is what could heal you and you didn't have to take supplements? Yeah, that's huge and so mm-hmm. relatable. I mean, the, the whole masculine, feminine energy. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because not everybody, you know, they think male, female, but they don't understand masculine energy versus feminine energy. So can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so everybody, doesn't matter what sex you are, has a balance of masculine and feminine energy. Well, we both have both energies some people are more imbalanced than others. And really the goal is to have a balance of both. And within masculine and feminine energy, you can express that through, you can express the empowered masculine energy or, or you can express wounded masculine energy and same thing with feminine. You can express empowered feminine energy and like wounded feminine energy. And so there's kind of a lot to dive into, but think of it really as masculine energy is doing and feminine energy is being. And so we really want to have a balance of both of these. And if you think about just historically and culturally, we have this balance of masculine and feminine energy, yin and yang, Adam and Eve, damsel in distress and hero, like the gods and goddesses, like there's always that, that duality, the pair that balances each other out. And so for us in our lives, we're really going to, we're really going to reach our greatest potential if we can figure out how to balance both. And our society is very much based in masculine energy, this energy of doing, hustling, getting things done, action-taking, goal-oriented, decision-making. It's this more hustle, doing, 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 Mm -hmm. active energy. And where we're missing the mark is because we're so out of our feminine, which is flow, surrender, receiving, resting. And I see this in business all the time. Like People shoot themselves in the foot with business because – they're just doing, doing, doing all the time and they don't build in any rest time. 
But when you rest is when you receive, right? So like that's when you repair what you restore, you receive. It's surrender energy and just being, just being comfortable with being. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of healing, like if you want to receive healing, you have to be in that energy instead of just going, going, going. And I think for a long time, I was having a hard time working through my health issues because I was in this energy of, okay, what can I change? What supplements can I take? What can I research? It was so much doing and not being or receiving. So hopefully that makes sense. It makes perfect sense to me. And I think it will to the audience too. And I, I so again, resonate with that. And it's funny because that's one thing that I'm working on with my coach right now is, you know, I am also, I've always been so in my masculine energy. I've worked since I was like 12. I was in corporate. Mm-hmm. Everything was like fast. I was many times I was the only woman in the room and it was just like, you know, having to keep on going and doing and, you know, getting this degree and that degree and this whatever. So, and, and now with the healing, like I, I, my tendency is to take on that same tone of, mm-hmm okay, I'm going to like check all these things off my list and like make sure I'm doing this. And I can't, I can't rest for a minute because I need to do this, this, and this. And Mm -hmm. I'm learning that, no, that's, that's not how it works, Bonnie. That's, um, that's exactly how it doesn't work. So I'm really, it, it takes so much effort for me to give myself that permission to relax, but I've been working on it and I am getting better at it. And I've been having a lot more time in solitude by choice because I just, I felt like I've needed that space to really work on my healing and to like just do what I want to do in that moment rather than having to be on someone else's agenda or feeling, you know, being that I'm somewhat codependent, like probably many of, many of us are, it's that feeling of always wanting to be everything for everybody else. So just, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like the willingness to be selfish and just say, okay, it's not about everybody else right now. It's about me for once. It's mm-hmm. about me and what I want to do on my time. So yeah, it's a a definite paradigm shift. Yeah. And I really think for most of us to heal, we have to change our personalities really like it's, and it's a process, you know, and that's like, it's easy to feel, especially when you've been sick for so long, you're like, I've tried everything. Like I'm done with this. Can this change? But it's, it's surrendering to the process because it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, to shift your personality, to rewire your brain, it's, you, you learn these behaviors and how to, how to quote balance your energetics, which is really imbalanced for so long. You've been acting this way for so long, right? So it takes us a while to shift. And I really think that being so much in our masculine energy is a, is a big root cause of why so many people get sick. And the majority of people I have worked with who have chronic illness have definitely an imbalance of they have more masculine energy than, than feminine energy. That's where they're operating from. And I think that this is a big reason why people don't heal. And I know even outside of like chronic illness, for example, there's someone close to me in my life who is very much always hustling go getter and has a chronic back issue, like a structural back back Mm. issue and nothing's working. And I'm just like, I don't think you're going to heal until you learn your lesson. And the lesson is slow the F down because yes. it's almost like the universe is like, I'm not going to heal you because you're going to go right back to what you're doing before. And the whole point of this was to get you to slow the hell down, oh. right? So it's like until you actually make that shift and really truly believe it because you go through this period where like you're doing it, but there's still a piece of you that's like, oh my God, this is hard, right? You'll finally get to a point where it's just natural for you to rest and be gentle with yourself and flow and not have to hustle all the time. And I'm not saying you can never hustle again, but it's very much this balance. And it's almost like a pendulum. Like 
if you're so far on one side of it, you kind of have to swing all the way to the other side of it to eventually get back into balance. And so healing, it looks like being way more in your feminine energy to eventually be able to go back to having a balance of both. Right. right? So I think this is a big reason why a lot of people don't heal because like, if you really looked deep into their soul, they're like, even if, even if they're in their feminine while they're trying to heal, there's a piece of them that's thinking as soon as I as soon as I heal from this, I'm going to go back. So I, I want to heal so that I can go back mm-hmm. to my, you know, 7am to 7pm job and like w- do my three sports, whatever they want to do. And right. that's not the point. Like you have to learn your lesson. Totally. <laughs> I, I know. And I, I've been knocked over the head like a million times in a million different ways. And it, it took a lot to get me to the point where I am now of finally being willing to surrender. So I totally get that. Some of us, some of us learn quicker. You're young, a lot younger than me and you learned more quickly. So kudos to you for that. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I was just pushed into it, you know, yeah. but I really, I really believe in divine timing and that everything happens on exactly the, in exactly the right timing. And for some people it's supposed to take longer for a reason. And then mm-hmm. you finally look back and you're like, thank God that happened when it did. Yeah. Even that when you're in it, you don't realize why, you know, and that's totally. why some people can heal faster than others. And I think everybody always, when they're in it, they feel like it's lasting forever. Right. You know? Right. It's <laughs> like, get on, get on with the next. Yeah, I know. Exactly. And, and, you know, it's funny, you're talking about the physical and the sports and all that. And I was always like the craziest girl in the gym. Like people would be like, oh my, like, it was funny. One time I went to the hospital, I went to the emergency room and, uh, one of the nurses there, she's like, oh, I've seen you at the gym. She's like, you are like insane on that Stairmaster. You go like so fast and you're just like sweating to death. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is I, I felt like crap doing it. I mean, you know, I, uh, there were times where I could barely breathe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but that was just always the way I was, you know, lifting heavy weights and, you know, had to be like the strongest girl at the gym. And, and now I'm, you know, as you can probably tell, um, I'm not working out really. And I mean, all I'm doing now is walks and it's such mm-hmm. a shift for me, but I, but I know that that's one of the things for brain rewiring too, that I've been told I'm not supposed to be doing the hardcore working out because that's in the wrong, mm-hmm. the wrong energy space. Oh yeah. I mean, that was huge for me too. I was so addicted to exercise and it kind of, it went in and out and for a long time it was straight up addiction. And then it was like, I wouldn't say it was addiction, but it was, I needed it. And I was so afraid to not. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like this slow process of finally just not. And then I, when I finally let my body rest, I realized I don't even know how I had the energy to do it before. And it took me so long to, uh, even have the energy, honestly, to get out of bed once I finally like let myself rest. Mm. And it's been a huge mindset shift, you know, like, and I think another component of this is kind of what we were talking about before we started, but just kind of this death of the ego, so to speak, because it's also, it's also a very emotional process in the context of you have to leave parts of yourself behind, you know, whether it's the identity with being sick, but also like, okay, I was this, type A perfectionist, overachiever, hustled, like could show up in any room and like steal the show. Like I got everything done. I was at the gym. I was a gym rat. Like everybody was, it's like this whole thing that we've built into our identity and it's almost hard. It's, it's hard to let it go. Like who am I without any of that? You know? Right. And I think whether that is, 
you know, with nutrition or fitness or just lifestyle, it's hard to let go of that and kind of step into this new, this new identity of who you need to be to heal. Because part of you is thinking, what if I never get that back? And also what if I'm not supposed to get that back? And it's, Mm -hmm. it's a little scary, you know? So there's that whole layer to it as well. For sure. You are so wise. So I know one of the things you've been really working on a lot lately is your spirituality and you've really opened up to that. And I know you said that one of the reasons you feel like you got so sick was because you were suppressing that. So can you talk a little bit about that and kind of your intuitive abilities that you're uncovering and that kind of thing? Yeah. So when I started, when I started Reiki a couple years ago, I, I also kind of did this more spiritual mentorship and I, my Reiki kind of off the bat wasn't normal, like Reiki healing. And I started getting just a ton of psychic messages through it. And it was, it was almost this process of reopening up as soon as I just opened myself up to the idea of energy healing. And so the way it first came through was I'm, I'm very, I'm very clairvoyant. I'm very clear sentient as well. I, but I didn't realize that that was a thing at the time. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize everything I was feeling in my body were messages So the way I first connected it was the clairvoyance and seeing images and I would be, you know, giving healing sessions and I would just say things that I was seeing and people would be like, how did you know that? (laughs) So, you know, it just kind of started like that and grew over time and with more practice and doing a lot of psychic work in that context. And then I started kind of working more with some more mediumship with, you know, loved ones who have passed. And that's what mediumship is, Mm -hmm. um, communicating with people who have crossed. And, you know, I've worked with different spiritual mentors who have helped me open up and learn to protect myself and just dive deeper into it. And I started, you know, studying more with the Akashic Records. And now it's kind of this blend of like with my psychic gifts, it is, you know, I'm not like, I'm not going to tell you, I, I, I'm not going to tell you like, oh, where are you going to be in 30 years? It's not like that. Right. I mean, there's a lot of misconceptions around it, but it's just like whatever intuitive messages come through, I'll share. And sometimes there's past life stuff. Sometimes there is future, but future is questionable. It's a whole other thing. Um, it's a lot of like what's coming up right now with your energy body, you know, and what's showing up now, who's this person that's holding you back? What are traumas that need to be released? Whatever those psychic messages are. Sometimes there's past life. Sometimes loved ones come through working a lot with guides and, you know, especially recently I started channeling a lot more and they started opening up like, oh man, a little under a year ago more where I would just kind of, I would just be meditating and like talking to my guides and I would like slip out of consciousness and then I would start talking and I could hear myself talking. And I remember thinking like the, con- like this part of my brain thinking, I need to write this down and record this. But then, and then I go, no, but if I move, what if I stop doing it? <laughs> like I like, I was like, so, and so I just kept doing it. And then I started developing it more and now I have a lot more control over it but I'll channel different light beings, um, different guides that come through and I'll kind of just step out and let them talk through me. And I can also do it writing too. So sometimes I'll just kind of like, the best way to describe it is I step aside and then I just let them write. And then I open my eyes and I'm like, wow, I just wrote 20 pages. So it's really cool. So that's kind of part of it as well. And then with the energy healing side, you know, I, st- I learned Reiki and then it developed into something else. I don't even know what it was, but I was just using my, my own, my own style of sending healing energy, cutting cords, like working with the energy body in a very different way. And then I downloaded this just 
higher dimensional form of energy healing that I've been working with recently that's like really strong, really powerful, and really deep. So it takes less time and people feel it a lot, a lot stronger. So my work with people is very, it's very intuitive, you know, so depending on what the person needs, whether it's like physical healing, emotional healing, like working through some block in their lives, we just kind of, I have a lot of tools in my tool belt and I just use the ones that, that they tell me to use. So awesome. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm looking forward to opening up more intuitively too. I mean, I've always had, always been very empathic and kind of, you know, I've, had my, my body has given me certain signals, but I shut them out for so long. And, you know, like I remember just getting into a really horrible situation with like um, sexual assault in college and being, you know, up leading up to that situation, just getting like horrible stomach pains out of nowhere, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but just blocking it out. And then yeah. boom, then things happen. And, you know, it's like, yeah. And I mean, I can list so many different situations like that where I've, you know, felt the feelings that feel like something's not right, but I've shut it out. So I'm really trying to tune into that stuff more because I think our bodies really do speak to us. So they do, they do. And like, I put out a podcast episode about the clairs and like the different Mm. ways you can get intuitive messages. I heard that. So many, yeah. So many people were like, I'm so glad you put that out because I didn't realize I'm this intuitive. I'm like, yes, everybody is. We just don't, we just don't realize it. And then once you have that awareness, you realize, wow, my body really tells me things, you know, mm-hmm. or like I, now I'm noticing signs that I'm seeing, like I, you just pick up on all of these things. And what they always tell me, they always say like, it's all in the subtleties. It's all in the subtleties. The thing is that most people move through their lives and they don't pick up on the subtleties. They'll be like, Oh, I have a stomach ache. Like, Oh, and they move on to the next thing. Right. 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 Like, they're like, oh, look at look at the clock. It's so weird. Okay, on to the next. And it's like, no, these are all signs. And it's if you just signs. tuned in, you would you would realize what what it means. And with the with the like physical manifestations, sometimes when people are really sick, it's like it is them reactivating. And also, I know. Well, for me, they have told me that. I mean, there are a lot of layers as to why I was sick of what my guides have told me. Hmm. But one of the things they've told me about healing is that the more I channel, the more I'll heal. Mm. It's because it's like I had, they tell me that I had so many messages. Like this is from a young age and I've, I've had, I've had memories of this. It was when I was three where I basically was like, I was like, you know, in whatever my words were, I was like, I don't want to see this anymore. Like Mm. it was too much for me to handle. And then like made this contract essentially at a very young age. Um, and then it started all holding in my body. And they told me like, they're like all the bloating, all the digestive issues. It's like all of these messages that you've just held in Mm. that we like want you to get out. And you know, everybody, everybody receives messages and is meant to share them in different ways. For me, that's something they've told me very specifically. They're just like, the more you channel, the more healing you'll feel because you're finally getting it out. Mm. And I've noticed, I've noticed this big time. And I mean, even with really strong energy healing, I was talking to someone recently who has tried everything and I'm like, you need a higher dimensional, like intense energy work. Because I remember the first time I experienced that, like I, the first time I ever experienced that, it was like one session and I was like, oh my God, my bloating's gone. My bloating was gone for like five hours. And it was the first time in my life my bloating was gone. And I was thinking, okay, nothing else has ever tried, but like, that's a clue. Okay. I should do more of this. Right. And it was like, you know, if, if you notice something works like that, then stick with it. Totally. Right. And that's why I think try different, try different modalities. Like high dimensional healing was really helpful for me. Um, 
biofield tuning is I respond really well to that like frequency like hearing having somebody I don't know how they do it but it's amazing like hearing the frequency I respond Mm -hmm. really well to sound is it like binaural beats or something different no it's not like binaural beats they use tuning forks and they use different frequencies and put it around different parts of your aura Mm -hmm. and like they can sense where there's blocks, like where, where it needs to be reattuned. Mm-hmm. And it's like really strong frequency, wow. but I know I respond really well to it. And my point with this is really, if you're struggling, if you like try different things that feel outside of the box and notice, like, did I get any improvement? Because even if in one session you didn't, you weren't healed, it's like anything else. But if you notice like, oh, I felt better for 30 minutes after that and nothing else has helped me do more of that because that's probably what your body wants. And I think, Hmm. you know, different things work really well for different people, but those were clues that I listen to that really helps me. And I think, especially with the energy work, I don't know why people have it in their idea, in their heads. They think like, they think that with energy work, you'd go once and it either works or it doesn't. It's not like that. It's like anything else. It's like you have to show up consistently. Do you go to the right. gym one time and then get upset that you don't have right, right. muscles and Everybody wants abs? the instant fix. Everybody yeah. wants that instant fix. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just about seeing what gives you any relief. And mm-hmm. if you notice that, I would do more of it. Right. Awesome. So it's really about listening to both those good messages and those not so good messages. It's like, all right, Mm -hmm. so I'm feeling this pain. Maybe my body's trying to tell me something. This feels good. Maybe I should keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I will say with the not so good messages, a lot of what changed for me was how I talked to my body. And it Mm. came from a place of like, frustration with my body and like why are you doing this like I don't understand like that's just putting me more in fight or flight and now my body's angry and then I started Mm. focusing on where I was feeling the symptom and like talking to it lovingly like hey what's going on are you okay like it's okay right instead of if you're bloated getting pissed at your at your stomach because you're bloated like instead of that why don't you be like oh what's wrong like you know be really loving toward it and you know, for people who are just coming across that, it might sound silly, but it makes a huge world of a difference. Our, our words matter. Our words mm. really matter. And like, yeah. I forget what the book is. Something it's the, the one about water and how like the word, like the, like words will change the oh, structure right. of the water. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, that's happening in our bodies. Right. Right. So there's like a lot of scientific data to back that the words that you say, and this also relates back to the thoughts that you think, right. Which mm-hmm. is related to your neural pathways, brain rewiring, it all connects. Yes. It's going to affect w- what comes up symptomatically. Right. So if subconsciously or consciously you're like really upset with your body for being sick, you're just feeding that cycle. Mm. And I know it's not an easy mindset shift to make, but like show up with love. I like, it helped me a lot to almost to view my body as like my little sister or like mm-hmm. someone who I really wanted to protect and love. And I'm like, how would I talk to my little sister if she's feeling hurt? I wouldn't get mad at her and be like, why are you bloated? Be like, I'm so sorry. I, I know right. that it doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? And so I think it can help to think from it from that perspective, but realizing that the the words you use or the thoughts you think are really going to affect your symptoms and your ability to heal. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a light bulb moment for me because I know I do get so frustrated with my body when it's not doing what I want it to do. And, you know, and it's like, we wouldn't, like, I wouldn't talk to my son and, you know, if he had a headache, I wouldn't say, why the hell are you have a headache? Stop it. <laughs> you know? yeah. I would never say that to him. Of course I'd be loving and empathetic and, 
you know, that's the kind of energy that heals people, the, the loving energy, not that, that frustration and that fight or flight mm-hmm. type energy is, does exactly the opposite. So Exactly. And this is like also connected to the energy of emotions. Like if you just look at the different frequency of different emotions and like love and gratitude being at the top, mm-hmm. I mean, if you do nothing else, taking five minutes a day and saying three things you're grateful for is going to help you be in that higher frequency. And the higher frequency we're at, the more illness cannot exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a really simple thing that people people can do. Like, they're very simple, but very overlooked. It's consistency with this kind of stuff that really, really changes things. Right. So, yeah. So, actually, that was one of the things I wanted to ask you. If Because um, one of the things I like to do is always provide tools, actionable tools to my audience. So, if you were to give, like, three things that people could do, start doing right now that are very simple, what would those be? Yeah. So I would say have a gratitude practice. I would say do one thing every day that's purely for pleasure, not for anyone else. People would be like, well, I love to bake. And then they're going to make something for someone else. No, no, no. (laughs) Like purely for pleasure, like you time and positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say also just to start training your brain. And the more you say it, the more you'll start to believe it. And Mm -hmm. this also helps you realize the difference between like wh- how, wh- how you're talking to yourself when you say the affirmations and then the rest of the day when you're upset with yourself or your body, it helps you to realize the difference there. So I would right. say those three things are very simple and can make a huge difference. Awesome. Great. So, okay. So right now we're obviously the, the world is in a crazy place. 2020 has, has not been the, the most peaceful year we've ever known. What do you think? Because you are so intuitive. I'm very curious to hear what your thoughts are behind that. Why is this happening? It's happening for us, not to us. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, intuitives, astrologers, anyone tapped in has known something was going to happen. Did we know it was going to be a virus that was the vehicle? No. I believe that it is something that on a larger scale is going to propel us into a better future. It's, it's allowing a lot of people to turn inward and really reflect on who they are, on their relationships, on what they want, what makes them happy and what makes them not happy. And a lot of people are really changing things about their lifestyles. Yes. And I know it's not all easy, but there are a lot of deep lessons that are being learned right now. And I think there's going to, it's the first big thing that's going to start shifting us into very much a better world. So I don't know if you've heard, like people talk about the great awakening, Mm -hmm. the new order, that term can be used in a very like dark light because there are some people who are not, not (laughs) the best people who use that word. And, but, uh, but also like, I say that really just from the lighter side of like our society is changing government's going to change. Just the way we run our world is going to change. This is the start of it. And other things I believe will come that it's not going to be like all rainbows and sunshine getting there necessarily, but it's going to be so that we have a much better world in like five to 10 years. I really believe that. And I think it's a really exciting time to be alive on the planet. It's 
it's, it's a really exciting time to be alive. Like I really believe we're in a period of, of ascending and a lot of people are quote waking up right now for a reason. It's not a coincidence that so many people are becoming so much more interested in the more, the energy, the energetics side of things and more intuitive and like getting, just tapping in more, whatever that means for them. Mm-hmm. Questioning more, right? Like for so long, we've been in a world where we just, people just, you know, they listen to the news or however they get information and they take it all as truth. Mm-hmm. And the, the really important step before we can get to just a higher, a higher place, a higher vibration as a collective is moving from this, the space we're at to let me question everything I'm told and really think for myself and see what's resonant for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and what's not. And so if there's any lesson people learn during this time, I would say it is to question and really check in with what feels true for you. Mm-hmm. And I really believe right now is a, is a, is a big test. <laughs> like yeah. who, who is falling back into fear, fear, freaking out. Right. And we see this playing out in so many ways and who is just staying at a higher vibration and living in love and light and abundance. And like, it's not like everything is rainbows and sunshines, but like, I'm not going to let myself fall into a place of fear because that's just somebody else controlling me then. You know, and I think that a lot of people are really waking up to this and it's going to be, it's going to be for the better good. I think, you know, we still have a, a good amount of time before it gets there, mm-hmm. but I, I also believe that the people who are at the higher vibration right now, like the sooner, <laughs> the sooner you work on that, the sooner a lot of this other crazy stuff, like it doesn't affect you as much. Sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think it's, there are a lot of learning lessons that are really happening for us, mm-hmm. so to speak. I think the sickness itself, you know, how it started and just everything around that specifically is kind of a different ordeal. But me thinking big picture, sure, it is part of the journey to getting somewhere better. Right. I love that. That's a beautiful answer. I love it. And it's very hopeful. And uh, yeah, I feel like it's, you know, when I look at it, I feel like when I look back at my life and I all the trauma and the illness and all of those things, and I feel like now the whole world collectively is having this like being hit over the head and you know thrown into this situation where they really have to look look deeper and 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 like you said, think about those you know those changes and you know is what I'm doing the right thing for me to be doing and am I in the place where I really want to be or am I in the place where society tells me I should be? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. as more information comes out, like as more information comes out, like am I the person that just follows the herd and believes what I'm told? Right. Or do I really look deeper and look in different areas? You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. I would look outside the mainstream because right. I mean there's just a lot, a lot that we're told that isn't always, always true. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just mm-hmm. the nature of media. So I think it's really a time to listen to yourself above all else. You know, yeah. yeah, that's, that's what we're being taught. Nice. I love it. Thank you. So Christina, what, what's like lighting you up most these days? What are you most excited about? What am I most excited about? <laughs> I, I, well, first of all, personally moving into this house. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'm just like, I'm so excited to have more space and, Mm -hmm. you know, your environment just affects your mood so much. And I love the location here, but it's been pretty hard for me to just work and have quiet time. So I'm excited to have more space. So I'm really excited about that personally. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's really, I wasn't really expecting it, but I kind of just (laughs) fell into it, I feel like. Awesome. Yeah. So, but other than that, I feel like there's just a lot of really exciting things going on. I mean, I'm launching a bunch of different programs right now. I mean, right now, as we talk, No Bullshit Business School is starting up next month, which I, I'm i so excited about it. I love it. I love my clients so much. So incredible. BRCC has been going, which I feel so Can you so tell blessed. people what BRCC is? Yeah. Brain rewiring certification course. So we train coaches in brain rewiring so they can use it with their clients. Um, so if anyone listening is a practitioner or wants to be a coach to help people with brain rewiring because you can apply it to so many niches. Like it doesn't have to just be healing, right? It can be with relationships, athletics, you know, mindset, business. So we've been running that, which is a lot of fun. I just recently released a podcasting course and I'm also releasing, um, launching the podcast connector, which Bonnie's a part of, which yes. is like a pitching service like to, to get, I don't even like to say that it basically is a dating service for guests and podcasts. So I'm really excited about that. So there's just all kinds of good stuff. And really on a personal level, I feel like every day I become more and more tapped in and all the channeling that's been coming through. Like I get so excited about it because I learned so, like I learned so much from them and it's really changing me. Like it's really changing me and changing my brand. So I just feel like my life right now is changing immensely every single day, which is really exciting. That is exciting. I'm excited for you. And I, you. I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, no, where did this hour go? <laughs> <laughs> we covered a lot of good stuff. I'm sure people are we still did. like trying to figure out half of what I said. <laughs> I'll just have to have you back. That's all. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but yeah, thank you so much. This was so amazing and enlightening. And again, you have like, a ton of wisdom to share. And I'm just so grateful that you were here to share it with my audience. And I could talk to you for like another five hours. Oh, thank you. No, I really appreciate it. I'm so glad you're doing this and like helping so many people with this podcast. I wish I had a podcast to listen to like this when I was like going through it, you know, because mm. nobody really talks about chronic illness specifically. So I'm really honored to be here and thank you for what you do. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. Wasn't that an amazing conversation? I was so caught up in talking to Christina that I forgot to mention where you can reach her if you'd like to work with her on any of the offerings that she has. So you can look her up at ChristinaRiceWellness.com or follow her on Instagram, also Christina Rice Wellness. I will put it all in the show notes, but wanted to make sure that you had the ability to reach out and work with Christina because I certainly plan to do so in the future. So anyhow, hope you enjoyed this episode, sending you all tons of love and healing energy. Have a great week. It means the world to me that you took your time and energy to listen to this entire episode of The Chronically Courageous. If you know others that would benefit from listening, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your podcast player of choice. I welcome your feedback and questions. So please email me at bonnie at the chronically courageous.com. That's B O N N I at the chronically courageous.com. As always, I'm sending you so much love, happiness, and healing.